You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. The Arizona Diamondbacks are one of many, many teams that are stuck in between trying to figure out if they're a bad team for six months or if things are going to improve and they'll be a contender. So uh, let's try to figure that out. I'm Allison Futter. I'm here with Steve Gilbert. Steve, um, yeah, I'm totally putting you on the spot. And trade deadline is, like, way far away. But, still, let's talk about it. Um, are they, like, is there any kind of acceptance of there being 10 games under 500? Or is there, like, hope that they're going to get it together? Or are they going to have to sell at the deadline? Is there anything to sell? Like, what's going on with them? Well, I think, Allison, the next few couple weeks, like with a lot of teams, are, are really going to tell them a lot. That they, this week they open up a uh, a ten game road trip, four in Philly, two in Toronto, and four in Denver. And I think after that they'll have you know an even better idea of where they stand. I think they're certainly hesitant to uh, to, to get in the sell mode um, because they they just still believe in this team. And but I think they're going to have to start seeing some results on the field soon. Uh, otherwise, you could look at some guys like. Maybe a veteran like uh, Brad Ziegler, who's in the final year of his deal, um, could be attractive to teams that are looking for maybe even not a closer, but a, a valuable setup guy. Um, Daniel Hudson's another veteran who uh, has pitched very well out of the bullpen and uh, could help a contender that's looking for uh, bullpen help. So they do have some pieces there um, that would be attractive to other teams. They're just going to have to get to the point where they uh, where they feel like they're not going to get back in this race. And at least as of right now, they they still are hopeful that they can somehow dig themselves out of this hole that they that they find themselves in. Yeah, Ziggler was the one that I wanted to ask you about because I mean he could bring value back, but he also could be a guy they want to send to an extension. And you know when I look at the Diamondbacks, I feel like I mean they did all this work. Um, Yes, to be good this year, but really to be good for you know years beyond that. I mean, every team says that, but like they really, it seems like the deals that they made specifically were you know so over a long term period. Um, and so, you know, is there much more than that beyond what you said? And wouldn't Ziggler be a guy that they might want to hold on to? Like they need, they would need a closer for next year, assuming that things were going to improve. Right, and I think that they could, you know, maybe uh, approach that with him when he reaches free agency. He is getting uh, into his later 30s, um, even though he's not a hard thrower, uh, relies more, obviously, on movement with his submarine delivery. Um, you know, the, I think somewhat his age could be a little bit of a concern as far as, like, signing him to a to a longer-term extension. So, again, you're right, though, that if even if they do decide that this year – with the injury to Pollock and some of the other things that have happened, that it's not to be for them. Um, they're still counting on being competitive over the next at least two years, um, the final years of Goldie's contract uh, with them. So I think that, uh, you know, you're right. I think that they would certainly look at the Ziegler situation um, and look at the Hudson situation. Neither one of those are guys that they necessarily want to give up. Um, but just if you're talking about who might be attractive pieces for uh, for other teams, those, those are two guys that, that come to mind. I was reading some um, outside coverage of uh, John Heyman and his column, his most recent column. kind of goes team to team and just gives a lot of very interesting tidbits that he gathers. Um, I don't know how he does it. He has like 30 major blurbs on everybody, and it's, it's just so thorough. But um, he was saying that some – some insiders and some observers think that with Shelby Miller, there might have, some of his 
struggles might be because he had some anxiety to justify the trade with so much that was given up to get him, um, and him and he wasn't really living up to expectations. Of course, he's been injured also. But do you think there's anything to that, that maybe he put a little too much pressure on himself just to justify this whole thing? Well, you know, that's kind of been the, the speculation, um, you know, when he first started struggling earlier this year, and that's certainly a possibility. He's uh, on his, he's thrown two rehab uh, starts for Class A Visalia, and it looks very good during them. So I think they're kind of optimistic that maybe something has clicked for him, um, and maybe he'll be able to transfer some of the fact that he's, you know, he he feels good and that his mechanics are straightened out and um, that he knows he has performed well. Maybe that will help him. Um, he'll probably be called up to start uh, or activated, I should say, to start Sunday's, the Sunday's game. Um, so we'll see, but uh, I, I think that's certainly part of it is that there was a, he, he probably put a lot of pressure on himself because they gave up a ton to Atlanta to get him, and he was supposed to be the number two starter, and you know, right out of the gate he struggled, and I'm sure that that, uh, that, that caused some anxiety for him. So I was excited to see that Zach Granke beat the Dodgers um, just because I'm going to talk about it. And I just love, like, I love reading his post-game quotes because <laughs> Zach Granke is, like, the, the the one player who's, like, the least, uh, what's the word, like, affected by anything around him. Uh, he will never really give you a whole lot when it comes to, you know, some, you know, stock quote you're looking for or be more hyper about something than he wants to be. So, um, he really didn't have a ton to say after beating the Dodgers because, like he said, I play. I have a lot of former teams, so it's not really that big of a deal. But that had to be kind of fun to watch. Yeah, I tell you what, it was fun, and I think he, I think he enjoyed the fan reaction because you know whenever the Dodgers are in town, there's usually a lot of Dodger fans um, that come to games. So when he was actually uh, announced to come up to hit. Uh, there were some boos in the stadium um, from the Dodger fans, and then he got a, a you know the, the Diamondback fans then tried to drown them out with a cheer. So it was a lot more vociferous kind of reaction than you would normally get for a, for a uh, a June game at Chase Field. So I think he kind of got a kick out of that. He said that uh, you know that he did hear that he did hear both the boos and the cheers, and, and he kind of got a smile about that. Um, so I, and I think that it just made for an interesting atmosphere. It was a really good game. Um, it was a close game, and uh, he's been pitching really well, and I think they're, they're pretty pleased now with, with kind of the groove that he's in. Yeah, I'm sure everybody's kind of a little relieved to see him getting back on, on track after uh, not a very good start to the season. So, okay, awesome. Thanks so much, Steve. Uh, good luck on the road trip. We'll talk to you soon. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free AtBat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.